If you follow true crime, be sure to follow True Crime Today wherever you download podcasts. There we cover everything in the world of true crime, like major stories such as Chad and Lori Daybell or Alex Murdoch, to smaller, lesser-known hometown stories that make a major impact on their communities. We take a deep look at the people, places, and psychology in real time that all come together to create these stories. Search True Crime Today wherever you get your podcasts and press subscribe. True Crime Today. It's like any other normal day. Your kid's playing outside in the front. FedEx comes to drop off your uh, Amazon Prime packages and suddenly your kid's gone. And it seems the FedEx driver that day decided to steal a child. We're going to talk about that today. Lock your doors and hide your children. True crime today. I mean, that's sick. I mean, and the jingle was created far before the story was ever made. But um, yeah, my God. That's uh, what's really disturbing. Hide your children. No shit. This story will make you want to lock your doors. I had a nightmare last night after I had read this story, and I knew about it before I knew that we were doing it on the podcast. I had seen it on the news, and I had a horrific nightmare that I know had to do with this fucking story. So, cheers. You had a nightmare? that What, what happened in your nightmare? Well, I was asleep. Um, I woke up, and and this is in the dream. I woke up, and I realized that I needed to do makeup on somebody for a funeral, and it was this little girl. And I was trying to find just the right shade of pink because that was her favorite color. And I was trying to do her face, and it just kept coming out, like, horribly wrong. Oh, my God. What the hell does that mean? I don't know, and I'm afraid to find out. What does that mean, Stacey? That's weird. That's we, I don't think it's like a premonition or like you have, you're getting some sort of message, but there, there's some sort of insightful thing going on there. Did it look like the girl in the picture? Yeah, it did. Yeah, because I was watching the news and, and obviously we'll dive into the story, but I was watching the news, an entire community at what's it called? Paradise, Texas. Yeah. Um, they... Oh, they did like a an entire citywide vigil and there's pink everywhere and teddy bears like wrapped around telephone poles and and like the entire city is just in mourning over the loss of this child for no good reason. And it just stuck with me. I I was even thinking about it as I was falling asleep. I just couldn't get it out of my head. It's one of these haunting stories. Did and you, it just happened November 30th, I think. Yeah, and we're going to go into the story here, but I guess I'm hung up on your dream. The, I am too. So have you ever done makeup for a, a deceased person? No, but here's the thing. I do work with euthanasia for animals. For animals. And, do you ever do and, makeup on, on scruffles or anything? No, that's the thing. I mean, animals, all you do is just close their eyes if they're still open. I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't yeah. put makeup on them. Sometimes... Sometimes you trim their nails so that you can get a really good paw print. You know, if their nails mm. are overgrown and you're not going to get a good print from it in clay. So then you might go ahead and do some grooming and, and beautification. But no, I mean, I've, I've cleaned paws before. Like if the dog had been hit by a car and there's blood everywhere, I've cleaned up a paw. Does anybody, because ha- we- Does anybody have their pets stuffed? Um, I've heard of it. I don't recommend it. I think it's horrifically traumatizing to see your deceased pet there. 
<laughs> I think that, you know, it's one thing to kill a deer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's another to have, um, your pet like stuck to the wall. That's, that's really, creepy. no, I'm not saying like, put the pet on the wall. I'm saying like, um, like, like have it, like if it's a cat, it's, it's curled up in a thing and it sits, you know, and it's, in it's place. Oh, where it always like in sat. its bed. Yeah. Kind of. It's, I mean, I guess it, it to each their own and if that's traumatizing or not, it would be traumatizing to me, but I could see to some it's, I don't know, like, uh, oh, they're still there. I, I don't know. I don't, maybe it's. I've I've heard of it. I know you can do it. And there's some taxidermists that that um that you could probably contact about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I, I'd get mine posed in like Halloween poses and bring them out at Halloween right? decorations, yeah. like Cujo oh or something. My God. Um but onto this uh this horrific story here. Uh so this uh we're getting it from the uh Star Telegram, uh the Fort Worth Star Telegram. So it happened in the, the general area of that part of the country. Uh, FedEx driver Tanner Horner believed to have kidnapped a seven-year-old Athena Strand in a crime of opportunity, as it's being described, while delivering a package outside her home this week. This is according to the Wise County Sheriff's uh, Lane uh, Atkin. Uh, although Athena's cause of death has not been determined, he says, we do believe she died by his hand. Atkins said in an exclusive interview with the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, it does not appear that the child was hit by the FedEx truck. It flat out says that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they they know. That was my first thing, because from what I'm understanding, the story gets pretty weird. And my thought was, did did he accidentally hit her? And then in panic and confusion and fear, you know, take her and kind of try not to get caught or something? I don't, Okay. Uh, the complete autopsy results from the medical examiner's office could take a couple of weeks, the sheriff said. Investigators believe Athena died within an hour of her abduction. Uh, asked about Horner's motive for abducting the girl, uh, Atkins said, to me, it's a crime of opportunity. Authorities said Horner did not know Athena or her family. Athena had been missing for about 48 hours when her body was found along the water's edge of the Trinity River near Boyd on Friday evening. Horner confessed to the crime and told authorities where to find her body, the sheriff said. So he flat out, yep. Uh, he did it. Aiken said he doesn't expect further updates Saturday on the investigation, which is almost complete. Law, enforce- law enforcement is working uh, to turn the case over to prosecutors to formally file charges. Horner is expected to be charged by the state of Texas with a capital murder of a person under 10 years old and aggravated kidnapping. He isn't expected to face federal charges. The FBI provided valuable assistance in the investigation. Uh, pretty open and shut. Investigators have uh, com- have had conversations with the district attorney's office about seeking the death penalty in this case, the sheriff said. Corner 31 is from Fort Smith. He does not appear to have any prior criminal record um, uh, at anywhere. Uh, he remained in the Wise County Jail on Saturday with a bond set at $1.5 million. Not clear if he has an attorney. FedEx speaking out. They're going to have a giant freaking lawsuit against them. Uh, yeah, a and that kind of makes me sad. It's not their fault. I mean, no, you not know, at it's, all. it's a Christmas season. They're, you know, they're busy. They're hiring people. You don't fucking know if someone's going to snap one day and murder you a child. Don't. You don't. But I mean, I guess, I mean, do you have, I'm assuming you have insurance for something like this for employees that go nuts, one would think. I mean, I'm sure they're big enough to absorb whatever it is, but it's not FedEx's fault. It's a crazy fucking person's fault. Uh, there's no, nothing at FedEx. I think that, I don't know. Everyone's going to argue that one too. Like, well, what if we pushed? There's no pushing too hard to make you fucking abduct a kid. 
No, no. And Sorry. I'll tell you, when I worked at the vet clinic in town, um, we had a FedEx driver because our lab samples would get sent out to another city um, and we would send them overnight on FedEx. And he was the greatest driver. He would come in, you know, once in a while, if we were busy, we didn't have the package ready. So we would offer him treats like, mm-hmm. you know, vet clinics always have food on hand. And so we would offer him cupcakes or whatever. And, and we would just sit and bullshit. And he was a great guy. And he was never a jerk. And you could always see that, you know, if you needed something, Ray would be there. Ray's the kind of guy that would just show up for you. And I've seen pages on um, Facebook and Instagram, UPS drivers, um, like they have an entire page full of dogs that mm-hmm. they visit throughout their routes you know, and they bring them bones and the dog will come up and greet them. And I mean, these are people who are just hardworking people and who, you know, they get paid handsomely for their work. Um, but for the most part, they, they're decent people. I mean, there's nothing that attracts some sort of element to this job, you know? Well, it, it's, it's an interesting observation. Uh, some of the most nice, uh, personable people I interact with, uh, on a daily basis, are my FedEx and UPS people. Exactly. Uh, and, and, They're and, hardworking people. And, and what's interesting in observation about all this is uh, you have, you go into a, any store almost these days. And again, there are exceptions. There are good people out there. I'll say that. Uh, but I'll tell you, percentage wise, uh, most of the time you walk in and ask a question to somebody. Number one, they look extremely put out. Number two, they have no idea wh- how to answer your question other than picking their phone up and going to the store's website. And, yep. and they don't like, they don't know where nothing is in a store. They don't want to even walk you there sometimes or have it cause they don't even know. Um, or they'll just guess and kind of swipe you away and they're just walking around. They could say, Oh, the taquitos are right. They're, they're five feet from me, but I'm going to, I'm going to go online and find this. Uh, and if I can't find it, well, I guess we don't have it. You know, did you type it in? Right. Well, let me look. Uh, no, but again, I think this also has a lot to do with the health of, of the people in our country. And I'm not, one, I'm not one to, to, to preach or throw stones because I could certainly use a hell of a lot more exercise than I get. But I'll tell you, there is something to it. If you're out there, you're moving and you're doing that yep. shit all day. There's, it, it picks you up. It gets you in a good mood. It, it makes you a better human being uh, to, for yourself, for your own health and mental health and physical health and those around you. Than well, just, it's endorphins. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, a physical way of yeah. boosting your 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 body and your your mental health. And they don't have time to fuck around. These no. jobs are serious. They are on a tight schedule. Exactly. No, I mean um, it's it's got to be incredibly good for for that. And, and you know, keeping yourself in shape and and hopefully mentally in shape too. I mean, that I'm sure that can be a stressful job. But yes. I think once you kind of get it it going. I, I know so many people who just stick with it forever because it's like, keeps me in shape. I like doing it. I can do it well. And they, you know, there's a good retention on some of those jobs. FedEx issued a statement late Friday saying words cannot describe our shock and sorrow at the reports surrounding this tragic event. First and foremost, our thoughts are with the family during this most difficult time. And we continue to cooperate fully with the investigation and uh, with investigating authorities. At this time, any further questions should be directed to law enforcement. So, Wow, that's that I what the fuck? I I, yeah. I I I don't even know where to begin where someone would just decide, yeah, let's grab this kid. 
to me, it, it feel you know, it, they're saying it's a crime of opportunity, but at some point in your life, if you're going to go down this road, didn't you cross that path one other time? I mean, I don't feel like you just go, wow, nobody's watching this kid. I'm going to take her. Well, I guess. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it says I feel like it has to be, it has to have popped up at some other time in your life that you want to do this. If that's what happened, if, if that's, I mean, if it's that's as simple as it was, he literally grabbed the kid and brought her in the thing. I'm, I am wonder. Although I don't know why it wouldn't be publicized. You know, if he came in and admitted to uh, it, it wouldn't be publicized that he says, you know, yeah, I accidentally, you know, hit her with the car or or something. Maybe something happened. Maybe he, you know, he was carrying a box and then he bumped her and she fell and hit her head on the concrete yeah. and. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways a person could inadvertently get injured in a very freak way. Um, and then someone freak the fuck out and take the body thinking I, uh, you know, just in a complete stupor and, and lack of any sort of good judgment. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, that seems to be like logically where this would go, but I don't know. Uh, this really could be someone who does or has done these sort of things in the past, gotten away with it. The fact that she died so quickly almost makes me think that there is something unintentional that occurred here. Well, what really hurt my heart when I read this story, <clears throat> excuse me, not, you know, not just that a, a little girl died um, needlessly, but I, I creeped on this guy's Facebook page because the site that I was on had a link to it. Mm -hmm. And his profile picture is an infant child. And it, it looks like it's his. And I just, how, how can you have that kind of evil in your heart that you've got your own child and then you took somebody else's? I, I don't know how to, I can't reconcile that. And I see when you look at mug shots, cause we're really no strangers of looking at mug shots on this show. Uh, there's, there's usually something in them that you can go, yep, that's an evil person. I don't know. There's something, there's an intuition there on that. When I see his, I don't get that. I, I just kind of no. get this like I'm a fuck up and he just looks like a dork. Yeah. And I, something happened. I, I don't know. I, I don't get, I went out that morning with the intention of abducting a seven year old and killing her. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see know. Evil, you know, just looking at him, he doesn't, he just looks like some, you know, maybe ding dong guy that, works yeah. on his car and has, you know, just I does know. his own thing. And I don't mean anything bad by that, but uh, we all have that cousin that, yeah. you know, we all have a cousin Eddie. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You know, he slides out from underneath the car to say hi to you and that's all you ever see him. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm maybe I'm completely and utterly wrong here. I, I guess we're just gonna have to wait till the details come out as to what he says happened. Uh, and and determine if that's even accurate or not. I mean, he said he's guilty. He said he did it. How, why, I guess that would be the part just to have some context. Obviously none yeah. of it makes it right or anything of that nature. However, that child ended up dead in his possession. Uh, there, there's no way to connect the dots where that's, a, there's going to be a logical explanation and, or an acceptable one. Uh, but mm -hmm. I, I, I just want to know how those dots go. Cause it doesn't make any sense. Um, Florida man arrested after using an Uber to rob a bank in Iowa and then he carjacked a driver. The world, I swear to God, is getting so, so much like Grand Theft Auto. 
um, the video game. Uh, there's, I don't know. I I remember when that game came. I've played that game since it came out in like 1997 or so on the computer. Yeah. That's how old the damn thing is. And I remember there was like the 3D version of it that came out when I was like 18 or 19. I played it in my apartment there in Wausau. And I, I just remember like kind of being shocked at how extreme it was. But then that became the norm, and now there's been far more since then. And it's just, it, it's this world where you can do almost anything if you've never played it. And you, there's all sorts of shit like this, where you can get the Uber, go to the bank, rob the bank, carjack somebody on the way out. And that's, you can just do it. And there's nothing, it's how the game works. It's like, do anything you want. And I but feel, you understand that it's a game. It's not real I life, I do, right? but I feel like since that has like been like <laughs> the, the, what has been through many a uh, young male's mind over the last you know two or three generations uh the more and more of the world is turning into grand theft auto uh in terms of what they're doing and, and the way people are the shootings everything it's just I, I, and i've never was never been the person like to blame video games for anything i remember being a kid and my mother freaking out about mortal Kombat. But, right but there, i don't know uh, it, there's and it's not just video games. It's just the desensitization of everything, I think, is really what it comes down to. Uh, Florida man, this story from uh, Who13. Because uh, what better to have a TV station that sounds like an owl? Um, the only one I can beat it with is the one named Cake in Wichita, Kansas. That's just so wrong. Cake. Yeah, this sounds serious. Yes, uh, some. <laughs> um. This a Florida man. This is this is this is actually. A, I'm not even going to go into it. But a Florida man has been arrested uh, for the robbery of a Des Moines bank on Wednesday. It's always a Florida man. Uh, Javier Raphael uh, Camchio uh, Sapita, 22, of Bradenton, Florida, was taken into custody around 6 p.m. Wednesday night by the Lake County, Minnesota Sheriff's Office. Camchio Sapita has been charged with two counts of robbery in the first degree, according to police. He was. Uh, only two hours away from the U.S.-Canadian border. So he was on his way out. Right after the robbery, authorities say uh, Camacho uh, Sapita pulled a gun on an Uber driver that drove him to the bank and stole the driver's car. Then he headed north on I-35. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> the weather wasn't good in Minnesota either recently. So here you got this Florida man who's in a stolen car tooling toward the the canadian border it must have been quite the event a stolen uber car too which more than likely has some sort of gps device on yes, it, it that's, does. that's going to let you know where the fuck it is but all Idiot. the cars to steal let's pick the one that is most likely other than a police cruiser to have well have right a tracking and device yeah, they on have it. gps because it shows you how close your uber driver is to you they it lets you know that they're arriving because you can see it on a map they were able to gather some information at the bank and then couple that with the information from the Uber driver to figure out very quickly who our suspect was. Sergeant <laughs> Paul Parizak with the Des Moines Police Department said, we've got some technology resources available to us and then just some good investigative skills that were able to determine he was heading to the U.S.-Canadian border. You have GPS. That's your Yeah, that's, that's what your skill is. You have <laughs> GPS. And someone who said, funny. let's track the GPS. There's the investigative skills. Uh, <laughs> I love how that was spun, though. That's a good one. 
Uh, after the robbery, the Uber driver did not know his passenger jet just robbed Chase or his, pa- his passenger jet. I said passenger because <laughs> there was an ad. <laughs> there was an ad right below it for a jet. <laughs> nice. And, or for flying for for an airline. So I saw it, passenger jet and said jets. Um, you know, you can tell the kind of life you lead because you know what's on mine right under that? What? The ad that I've got is for a pencil sharpener. <laughs> I'm not flying anywhere right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing that makes this unique is that you don't, uh, you know, he took the Uber there and he took the Uber away, uh, yeah. says Parasic. According to the Uber driver, there wasn't a lot of indication that anything had gone wrong while he was in the bank. It's not known how much money uh, uh, he robbed from the bank. Nobody was hurt during the robbery. Police said, well, good for him for getting arrested. That's that's a good one. One hell of a ride, wasn't it? You know, if you're going to have the gumption to go rob a bank, at least do a little research on, you know, best practices or something. I wonder what happens if you if you Google best practices for robbing a bank. Well, should I do it? <laughs> Let's put it on your search. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll do it. Best practice. Let's see. God help me. So we have this podcast as proof if the cops show up going, you know. I never did that episode. I don't know what she's talking about. Right. Oh, yeah. You'll just delete the whole thing. All content. How to rob a bank. That's what I'm typing in. How to rob a bank. Oh, there's a Wikipedia. Oh, my God. Like, literally, how to <laughs> rob a bank or bank robberies. Let's see. I'm clicking on it. Uh, oh, it's an independent crime comedy film. So, hang on. Let me look. Let me scroll some more. Vice TV. How to rob a bank. Every 14 or every day, 14 banks are robbed in the U.S. Learn the rules of how to rob a bank from robbers themselves. Hey, you can get a little guide there. They should sell that online as like a like a booklet. <laughs> like in right. this booklet. They really should. I yeah, saw there's it. an actual um episode of on Vice TV of how to rob a bank. Oh. Wow. That's well, that's interesting. That's interesting. See, I could never do that. I'm you can identify me in a crowd. I'm under five feet tall. Um, They'd have to. You, you could. But here's your advantage. You can get through the crowd without being spotted. That's you, true. You can just move through it like a tremor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never tried it. Yeah. Plus, you know, the other thing is, I know that that's not the route. That's not the crime you want to do. I mean, you need to do something like a, a long and slow burn over many, many years of embezzlement. That's how you you rob a bank. You don't just walk in with a gun. There's cameras everywhere. There's there's security. There's, you know, they're going to give you $300 and you walk out and then you're caught. No, you you need to be like a, a CEO of a company and and just pilfer money for like 20 decades. Well, when people you know? rob a bank, do they really think they're going to get like hundreds of thousands of dollars? I mean, no, it's not like in the old days where they're going to go clean out the entire vault. No, it's they give you yeah. what they got in their drawer and it's a couple hundred dollars and that's it. And it's there on purpose to be little. They have to exactly. many times they have to go to the machine and go get it, you know, pushed out. So I mean, I don't know. Is this maybe that's part of the stupidity of a bank robbery is that they think they're going to get like, you know, Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Maybe they'll get ten. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Ba- I don't think drawers even hold that much. I think no, the, the drawers think are do. like a couple hundred, and that's it. And then other than that, it's go to the machine, and the machine's not going to give money, uh, you know, to anybody. So I don't know. It's it's no, it's not a lucrative way to 
get a whole bunch of money. I mean, that if you need tons and tons of money, there's other things you can do. I don't know what those things are, but I would think there would be some money in robbing a pharmacy and getting a whole bunch of drugs that people want and then selling them on the streets. To me, that would seem like you could get more money moving See, than St- walking into a bank with a gun. Stacy has contemplated these things, and that's why. Well, you're like, there, you know, there's maybe... times where you're sitting in your recliner yeah. on a Sunday, and you're like, "I fucking hate my job. I don't want to go to it tomorrow." But how can I get some money? Yeah. And then it it crosses your mind. You're like, "No, that's the stupidest thing I've ever thought of in my life." You know, but I, I'm yeah. It's I've yeah. I've thought about it. <laughs> Would I ever do it? Not a chance in hell. And that's where, you know, like reality comes into play that, first of all, I'm a rational human being. I'm not going to walk into a bank with a gun and and ask for, you know, whatever money they have. It's it's not no. a, a good route to do it. No, Stacey's going to get a job there and slowly pilfer the drugs <laughs> out of the pharmacy. And uh, that's that's her strategy on this. One. I will tell you what I did do when I was younger. What? I'm gonna. This is true confessions. Do you have any confessional music? Uh, I got something here. We're here. Let's see what we can find. There we go. That'll work. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, Stacy's true confession. Okay. So when I was in my very early twenties, I was doing um, bookkeeping for a drugstore in Minnesota Mm -hmm. and no, I wasn't stealing from them, but I was noticing uh, the, the scratch off tickets, the very first ticket and the very last ticket of a batch. um, We had to scan it. Um, This was pretty high tech back then. You had to scan with a barcode scanner, um, the, the first and last ticket. Mm-hmm. Those two tickets were always winners. No shit. So, and I, 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 I just was watching it. I'm like, we'd put a new batch in, and somebody buy a ticket, and they fucking win. Or if it was like they let you know the bookkeeper know, hey, we're almost out. This whole batch of 500 tickets or whatever it was, we're almost done. We're down to the last ticket. Can you bring another batch? And you'd come up, and someone would buy the ticket, and they fucking won. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I started buying the first and the last ticket. I amassed three grand. This was back in the late 80s. So there, no, it was early 90s. The, the way of printing the tickets may have changed a little since then. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But I was, I was watching. So it was like I was counting cards, you know, in a way. Yeah. I mean, basically, there was probably just a simple formula as to however many number of tickets is a winner. And it probably started, you know, at the front of the batch. And if, the formula typically was the front of the batch has a winner starts there and then skips, and skips and winner and skips and skips, and yep. skips and winner. And there, there was probably a, a, a logical pattern to it at the time. I felt really bad. I mean, I felt like I was cheating the system. I had information that other people didn't have because I was in charge of these stacks and stacks of tickets. That's genius. So basically, and you couldn't open a batch until you scanned the ticket and put it into play. So there was some way that they were tracking, like... Yeah, basically said, like, X ticket number to X ticket number was sold at this store. Right. And that's kind of how it it was. You're you're hitting the front and the back of the batch so they know where it's located. Exactly. So I was very calculated, and it was no big deal to buy the first ticket, but I had to kind of sit and wait to turn in that last one until that batch was almost done. And I was purchasing them. I wasn't stealing them, but I was definitely tracking how often... Um, those batches were moving out and it, it became like an obsession with me. Like I, if I saw the, that they sold so many scratch off tickets and we were getting down to the bottom, I was like perched and ready. And I took shifts 
I took working shifts like on a weekend so that I could be there if that batch ran out. That's how, because I'm like, this is working. This is doing it. I, I paid for half a, a car with that money back then. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm a I, criminal. I would have done I mean, the but same I thing. I wasn't doing anything criminal, you but it you, felt that way. You just figured out a system. That's all did. you did. You made an observation and you were using that to your advantage. You weren't, you were buying the tickets. You, you can't, you observed it. Big deal. Yeah. I mean, if you observed a stock that you thought was rising and you had no insight, well, you got it, it truly wasn't inside information that there's no one from the Wisconsin lottery or Minnesota lottery that said, uh, by the way, the first and the last tickets are winners. You just figured that out on your own. Yeah. And it was just a matter of, you know, doing the bookkeeping. And, and I yeah. it was I was in the right place at the right time and would see people get that first ticket and that last ticket. And I'm like, they're always fucking winning. Yeah. Wow. So I thought, well, I'm going to try this experiment and I'm I'm going to buy that first and last tickets and I'll be damned if I wasn't winning like 250, 500. Did you ever um, like did you ever take tell a customer like I want uh, I want give me one of them uh leprechaun uh lucky laces. I like those. You get the three leprechauns and the laces. You you win yourself a uh a blow up leprechaun sex doll in five hundred dollars. I'm hoping to get that. Did you ever like push somebody away from a ticket that was the front I did or the not. end? No, like, but like, I I made sure that I was somewhere near the checkout when when those tickets were getting you know when they were dwindling. I found a reason to hey, why don't you head off to lunch? You know, I cover your lunch. I was I was such a great employee. I was always helping the employees out. You know, why don't you take your lunch? I'll cover for you. Well, there, I had a fucking reason. Yeah. And then there's I wanted an, those tickets. And there's an old lady that that comes up and, you know, is like, Hi, dearie. I I would like one of the Pinocchio Connect Fours, please. And I I've I've been saving quarters up that I've been I've been picking up on the side of the road as I collect trash. And I keep our community beautiful, and I found a couple dollars, and I thought, oh, I'd, I'd tickle my fancy and have a little fun with the lotto. And then there's Stacy. And then I shove her over. Get out of my way, you little bitch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no need for the bad words, my dear. What, whatever <laughs> have I done to you? Yeah. Give me that fucking ticket. Ah, she's hurting me. She's hurting me. This is what happened. And then I think yeah, I never had to fight a little old lady with her cane and her walker and her little poodle. I never had to fight anybody. But I, like I said, I was always perched nearby those tickets when they were starting to dwindle because I got them. Well, I think that's pretty cool that uh, that that was how that all worked for you. Uh, I bought a Dodge Neon with with that money. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm hmm. I. um I, I, I think this this could be how it would have ended, though, had you attacked a little old lady. I got my oxygen tank here, bitch, in a lighter. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> little old lady yep. blows the joint up because Stacy's still on a lottery ticket. Wow. Well, there you go. Well, that's uh, that's today's edition of True Crime Today. Uh if you uh, have a time machine and can go back to about 89, uh, you'll have a chance at doing pretty well in the lottery and possibly winning yourself your very own Dodge Neon. So <laughs> it's like back to the future. Do they still make neons? Is that I remember those. Those are kind of cool. All right. Uh, 
Thank you guys for uh, listening to the program today and uh, keeping us on the air. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Get advanced episodes of the show, commercial free, the archive, and access to our other programs, including the uh, podcast that we're doing, uh, For Killed For What? The University of Idaho Murders podcast, taking a deep dive into that absolutely horrible case. Uh, You get access to that as well, but when you become a supporter on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, for Stacey Tony, thanks for listening. Oh.